here with Gonjman. What up? And Begdismwan. Oh, oh. Listen, uh, this is this is episode one of the Q and A's. It's our favorite part. It's our favorite little segment at the end of uh, past episodes. So we decided we're just going to cut that out, mm-hmm. and we're going to dedicate a entire episode to just answering questions. It's it's one of the favorite things we do. Uh, it flows off the top a lot smoother, a lot more entertaining. We feel like. Uh, so just consider the, these will, the Q&As will drop on Wednesdays. The meat and potatoes will drop on um, Sundays. So con- consider the Sunday shows, um, the Carter albums, and the Wednesday shows are like the droughts. So <laughs> for, for any of my Wheezy fans out there. Um, uh, I'm going to start it off with a Facebook question, and then we're going to let um, our Reddit guy, Begley, take over with some Reddit questions. Um, again, if you watched the last episode at the end, you know, if the if the hosting talent falls off this time around, it's because Begley was reading the questions. He's at the helm. He's got the reins, so we'll see how it goes. Um, but we'll start off with uh, Charlie Brown. Charles Charlie. Brown. What is the outlook on Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson this year, boys? Mm. Two high first-rounders. Uh, man, I, you know – Detroit moved up to get Jamison. Uh, you know, you got a crowded wide receiver room there. Uh, you got Goff, you got Hawkey, you got Swift. Jamison's a guy that's that's going to be on the field week one. Um, I, I, I think Jamison Williams has wide receiver three upside this year. Uh, I think Garrett Wilson is is probably more wide receiver four for me. Uh, what do you think, Goni? I mean, I don't know if he's going to be on the field uh, as soon as the season starts. He sure. will be roughly eight months removed from his ACL tear. That might be a little quick uh, mm-hmm. of a turnaround. But, I I mean, I could see it shortly after. He, yeah. Like you said, they traded up for him. They like him. I know they have a lot of faces there, a lot of mouths to feed. Uh, he could be, he could be, I could see him as a wide receiver three this year. I think that he'll come in by the end of the season. I think he gets more work than Amon Ra. I think he works his way into the target share. He looks like he could be one of the best and most explosive rookies that we had in the draft. Like he may not put up, you know, rookie of the year numbers or be the best wide receiver this year, but long-term I think that, he might have the skill set to be a very, very good wide receiver. Yeah, ta- talent-wise, Jamison Williams is um, hes my favorite receiver out of the draft. Um, he just didn't come into a Drake London role where he's the only dude or a Traylon Burks role where he's the only dude. Yeah. Um, or a Chris Olave that just has, you know, uh, Michael yeah. Thomas and Jarvis Landry coming in. Um it, it's it's actually kind of, in my opinion, they they kind of have very similar, um, Garrett Wilson and Jamison Williams. They kind of have very similar uh, roles in the offense right off the bat because the Jets actually have a pretty crowded receiver room as well. Um, yeah. Not as talented, uh, but I mean they have Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Um, they both you know are dealing with Zach Wilson and Jared Goff as their quarterbacks. Eh. Uh, you got DeAndre Swift as the running back for the Lions, and you got uh, uh, Michael Carter, and they just drafted another one. So it's, uh, yeah, uh, Brees Hall. So it, it's actually they actually are very similar, but uh, I'm with 
Goni in that I think Jamison Williams is the more talented of, of the two. Mm. And long term, I like him to be more successful early on. But I think they're very close. But uh, but the outlook this year, like you're asking, uh, maybe by week fill in depending on their uh, matchups. Yeah, I, you know I do have a little. I mean, Jamison, uh, you're right. He's he's more talented. Yeah, I think he projects as more of kind of the deep ball threat in Detroit. I mean, are you guys worried about? Golf and, and, and some arm strength issues there, or do you think he? You don't think there's any? Can he get him the ball? Is what I'm asking. Well, I think I think they brought in DJ Chark to be the downfield guy um, okay. on the outside. I could see Jamison lining up probably more in in a slot role. I don't think Amon Ra played the slot very often last year. I think he was more of the outside guy. So I could see Jamison starting off as a slot. And if he is, I actually think that's more valuable for him. But this year, for me, I think Garrett Wilson will be the more productive of the two just because I know he's going to start right away. Jamison might miss a little time just because they're trying to keep him safe on his ACL. You don't want to rush him back. Uh, Garrett Wilson, though, He's going to come in. He has super high draft capital. They want to get him on the field. They want to use him. They're surrounding Zach Wilson with weapons. And I just think he gets his time to shine sooner than Jamison Williams does. That's all. Have you so, seen yeah, them for this year? Yeah. For this year. Yeah. And that's his question. This. The outlook for this year. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, in my opinion, will probably put up, if you're just basing it on total fantasy points by the end of the year. Uh, Garrett Wilson will probably have more, but neither I think should be in your starting lineup unless it's like like I said before, just by week fill in, or maybe if he's just got an absolute spicy matchup uh, yeah. and you want to throw him in the flex. Bags, you were going to say something. I cut you off. What you? What yeah, you yeah. I, I'm on the other side of that, man. Give give me the talent. I, I mean. Jets are going to Jets, man. I mean, they're already talking about Zach Wilson gaining 15 pounds when he reported to OTAs, man. I mean, he's, he's looking like Jock Peterson out there. It's bulking up, dude. <laughs> dude, why, I mean, you saw what Zach Wilson was last year. I mean, was anybody impressed? Uh, Goff's professional, man. Uh, and I think, I think the Lions could be a 500 team this year. I think Jamison's got a much higher ceiling, even if he misses a couple games. That's our thing. It's completely injury-based for me. This will this will also be a very telling year. I know Zach Wilson. To me, Zach Wilson didn't pass the eye test last year. I think he was very raw. He took a lot of shots down the field instead of taking what the defense gave him underneath or you know in the short routes, and that turned into a lot of turnovers, a lot of you know failed drives, and they put weapons around him this year. They they drafted offensive linemen for him. Uh, to try and protect him. You got Brees Hall as well. So, I mean, we're going to find out. It'll be a very telling year. I'm I'm still not 100% sold on him, but I think that if this is it and Zach Wilson does take a step forward, then it's it's beneficial for Garrett Wilson, obviously. Mm. I mean, Charks, what do they pay Chark? Do, do we know his contract? Um, I got you, Matt. I got your back, man. I'll figure it okay. out. I'd be curious. I mean, if Chark's a long-term play here, uh, you know, you got a pretty – the Lions' weapons with Jamison Chark and Amon with Swift. I mean, that's arguably, to me, that's a top ten. I think it was only a couple of years, two or three. I don't one, think it was any – One year, $10 million one. contract with the Lions, including an 8.9 
million dollar signing bonus, ten million guaranteed. Um, in twenty twenty two, Chark will earn a base salary of one million and a signing bonus of nine, um, while carrying a cap hit of four million and a dead cap value of ten million. So he's so so he took a it's deal. A bridge. He took a deal. He's he's betting on himself to get a long term deal somewhere. I don't think he's in Detroit next year, man. Uh, I, I think I think Jamison fills that spot immediately. He's only twenty six uh, this year. He only turns twenty six this year. So I mean, no, but I think that's a bridge. Young. He he still is the most established veteran receiver on the roster, right? It was Quintez Cephas last year and Amon Ra, who was a rookie. Yeah. They probably targeted Jamison Williams before the draft, so they, you knew you would have had two. A, a rookie and a second-year wide receiver. I just think he's a veteran presence for them. And then, like you said, I, I think he's gone after this year as well. Yeah, yeah. I just don't trust the Jets, man. I I, I can't trust the Jets for anything. Jets are going to Jets. Uh, always. Uh, Wayne, are, are we ready for some Reddit questions, or do we have a few more from our Facebook followers? That was it, man. You're the host. You're the host now. Take over. It's me. Fire away. It, it, I didn't realize it would feel this nice. Okay. This is from Ray. Doing terrible. Ray Treble. <laughs> 12 team PPR. He's in the round 10 of his startup draft. He has to pick two of the following Juju, Allen Robinson, Michael Carter, Tony Pollard, Gabe Davis, or Jahan Dotson. Juju, Allen Robinson, Michael Carter, Tony Pollard, Gabe, or Jahan Dotson. This is a dynasty. Two, two of the following? Two, yeah. Which two of these guys stand out to you all as, as guys that you're targeting? A-Rob and Gabe. Nailed it. A-Rob Nailed and Gabe. It. A- Alan A-Rob Robinson and Gabe. is going to uh, – I'll talk on Alan Robinson a little bit because Gabe is your boy. You, you earned you earned the talking space on Gabe. Alan Robinson is just, just nestled into a just beautiful location. I mean, he's there's a lot of balls to be caught there. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. This is he's finally got a good quarterback, and Al Robinson, that man's talented. He's done it with poop quarterbacks, and now he's got a good quarterback. He's not the number one where he's at, so he doesn't have to go against the number one, and he's not going to be asked to take on that role. And I think he's I think he's going to flourish there. He wasn't in our wide receiver two rankings, but it was very difficult. I, f- I found it very difficult to keep him out. Um, same with same with Gabe Davis. So uh, I mean, I'll let out of everybody in there. I mean, Jahan Dotson. I'm just you, you don't know what you're getting. He's going to a crap team. You just yeah. you don't you don't want that Carson Wentz smoke. Um, you just, you take the, in my opinion you you take the receivers that have top-tier quarterbacks on high-powered offenses that love to throw the ball. Yeah. Plus, I think you're getting the best of both worlds on that. Uh, Allen Robinson's already an established wide receiver. Like Wayne said, he finished as a wide receiver one with Mitch Trubisky twice. I believe it was a wide receiver seven and a wide receiver nine. So you have an older veteran who is going to a great offense, and then you have, for the dynasty aspect of it, you have – I would take Gabe Davis in this scenario, who's a young buck. He is looking like he's going to be the number two option in the Bills passing attack, right behind Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen is a super stud quarterback. He throws for over 4,000 yards easily. He's going to get over 30 touchdowns for sure. 
and it he's just he looks like a great playmaker. He had he had a lot of pretty good games last year. He blew up in the playoffs for that 200-yard four touchdown game. I'm not necessarily hanging my hat on one game. It's just for me, he passes the eye test. He has a lot of good traits that I like, and so just plugging him into an offense like the Bills as an every guy, every down player, I like him. Got to take him. And it's it's typically it's like you know you throw a running back in there, and it's like eh, maybe you should take a running back. But Michael Carter, in my opinion, that man's going to be phased out of that offense. It's not a good offense to begin with, and he's going to be phased out of it. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys, man. It's Robin and it's Gabe and it's not close. I, the third guy for me is probably Tony Pollard, just because as a Cowboys fan, uh, I've seen him. Uh, he's explosive, but you know you don't love running backs on second contracts generally, uh, and I don't see him being on Dallas uh, after this year. So I think you're rolling the dice on his landing spot. Uh, but mm-hmm. definitely Robin uh, and Gabe for sure. Um, okay, go on to the next one. Shiny LaBeouf, he's in the fourth round of his dynasty. It's a half-point PPR. He's got Kyle Pitts, he's got Brees Hall, and he's got Terry McLaurin. For his fourth-round pick, he's looking at Michael Pittman, Joe Burrow, Jerry Judy, or Travis Etienne. Who are you taking? Wayne? Who's he got again? He's got Kyle Pitts. He's got, he, he has Kyle Pitts, Brees Hall, and McLaurin on his roster already. He's targeting either Michael Pittman, Joe Burrow, Jerry Judy, or Travis Etienne. Half point PPR, round four of the dynasty. Who are you taking, brother? I I feel like I got to go with Etienne here, it, and it's it's kind of a tough one because mm-hmm. he's unproven, but he's going to be the workhorse there. James Robinson is not going to be um, in that offense. Uh, you mm-hmm. with your current makeup of your roster right now, um, mm-hmm. you're a lot – if you wait any longer on a running back, you are absolutely going to get a trash can. Um, you are better off uh, just uh, kind of putting the feelers out for another guy to back up Terry McLaurin. You're already going to be kind of weak at the receiver. Um, oh. I'm kind of – bro, my guy, who, who did you – did you t- – I guess he picked Brees first? He took – so, well, he probably took Kyle Pitts first round and then Brees and then McClellan. So, uh, and a half point. And a half point. Is, is it a tight end premium? Or does it not say? It, it doesn't say. It says non super flex. So I'm assuming it's not tight end premium. It's just probably not. Uh, yeah, man. You just got to get at Tien. I mean, you're, you're already going to be weak at receiver. But if uh-huh. you pass on another round of another running back and Etienne is your best option now. You are looking at like a JD McKissick starting in your lineup whenever this thing starts, and you do not want that. Gross. I'm going a different route on that. I mean, when I was listening to the roster construction for who he already had in my mind, same thing, Wayne. I was like, he's he's got to take a running back, and I'm waiting for Begs to list the running backs, and it's only ETN. Yeah. And just with him being the mystery box that he is this year. I'd kind of want to go more with the you can't go quarterback with Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a firm believer. And if you go, you can go either tight end or quarterback in like your first four or five rounds. But you can't go both. You can't go both. Otherwise, you're hurting. You're absolutely hurting. So for me, I would go with Jerry Judy on that one. He he just seems like he's going to be the most consistent going forward. 
He's, I, I just feel like he's going to be the most consistent. He's got Russell Wilson. Michael Pittman has only got one year of of um, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's probably only going to play there for one year. You don't know what the it, – it's unknown after Rush that. Rush-heavy offense really sure. well. Rush-heavy offense. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're going to they're gonna ride out Jonathan Taylor afterwards, but Russell Wilson's going to be there for a few years. Give me the consistency with that, at least, of good quarterback play. And I think that Jerry Judy's the best of the bunch there. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it was ETN and then Judy for me. Uh, I'm with Wayne on this one. Uh, I, it sounds like, based on who's available there in round four, your your league-drafted RB heavy early, which is pretty typical, I think, for a lot of dynasty leagues. Uh, so you're looking at it's probably a barren wasteland of running backs. Um, take a chance on ETN. I don't love it. I mean, I think I put a joint bet on him not being an RB2, but I think you have to. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, make him 1911 great again. Says he's in a 12 team PPR. This is a trade scenario. Okay, he's trading for Mark Andrews, he's giving away Elijah Mitchell, Chase Edmonds, Dallas Goddard in a 2024 second. He's giving away Elijah Mitchell, Chase Edmonds, Dallas Goddard in a 2024 second to get Mark Andrews. Goning. Is it a smash? Yeah, I'm surprised that the other guy would send away Mark Andrews for that personally. I don't none of those guys really do much for me. I guess Dallas Goddard is the key piece there that I'd be happy with if I was the Mark Andrews owner. If he can get away with that, I'm absolutely getting Mark Andrews for that uh package deal that he's sending. It it just he it, Dallas Goddard just seems like the only player of value to me. I don't believe in Chase Edmonds this year, this year or in future years. So yeah, smash accept. Yeah, this man like this man looks like he like went into his attic and and filled a garbage bag full of shenanigans and sold it to a guy as just a garbage bag full of shenanigans for hundreds of dollars. Uh, you just you, it seems like you just are giving a bunch of bench players for a top tight end for years to come so yeah go go ahead and go ahead and thin out your bench a little bit to beef up your starting offense i'm i'm smashing that one go ahead and go ahead and take mark andrews to the bank yeah yes smash it before he takes the offer off the table um and let me get in that league next year yeah right (laughs) Uh, ryan bestbrook 12 team super flex ppr he's giving away cd lamb Dalton Schultz in a 2023 second, and he's getting Michael Pittman in two 2023 first. Said he's a possible contender for the year. Wayne, what are you doing? I'm doing it. I'm doing it, but that's just because I'm. I think this 2023 class is going to be solid. Mm. Um, it's, but you know, if you're competing this year, then you don't want to be giving up your what your talent is it's as simple as that if you're if you're if you're in championship form now then you cannot be trading for picks later you got to keep the meat on the bones while you're still competing so if you just think i could win a championship this year but you're not fully confident i like the trade um but if you are a contender you are top three looking at all the other rosters you're like i'm top three for sure up there then just don't don't mess don't mess with the meat man just leave it alone 
he he said he could contend. Uh, he does say he's he's stacked at receiver. He has Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Does that change your answer? Yeah, it changes it easily. <laughs> so so you're keeping C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz now? No, I'm sending them. You're sending them. So so you're on the Pittman and two twenty twenty three first side. Yeah, because I think Pittman is a is a wide receiver one as well, and Dalton okay. Schultz is. I mean, he's okay. He's a tight end one. Yeah, I'm on, I'm, a, I'm a fringe tight end one myself sitting here. <laughs> Goni, what are you doing, man? Uh, if he if he thinks that he's a contender this year, uh, see for me, I always hate getting. How, how's this what? man have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and CD Lamb? Yeah, how does that happen? I, uh, we don't ask these kind of questions. We just we just answer okay. the. You're right. Trait. You're right. Either way, I mean, I'd, I'd have to see. Like Wayne said, he's he's top three for me. It's a top four rule. If you're in the top four, you're a competitor in my mind. You're a contender. You have a, a good chance to win it. I think Dalton Schultz puts up great numbers this year. I think he puts up great numbers next year. You've got the top two target share guys, in my opinion, in the Dallas Cowboys offense. Yes. So if I'm competing this year. I'm probably going to hang on to them. I'm going to hang on to those guys. I like having more established guys over lottery picks. You don't know where those picks are going to be. I know right now the hype is at an all-time, probably higher than I've ever heard for a draft class ever in all my years of playing fantasy football. So, sure. I mean, you, you don't know. They're they're just lottery tickets. You're, you're giving away established talent for these guys, and they're both young anyways. I mean, Dalton Schultz is an old. CD CD Lamb's super young anyways. So for me, it's it's a hold. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my guys, and I'm gonna go for the title there. If if yeah. I were you, and you kind of want to tickle the twine a little bit, mm-hmm. I I would maybe offer him CD Lamb for Michael Pittman in a first. That way, you can kind of ride huh? ride the the fence and still get the benefit of of biting heavy on that phenomenal 20, 2023 class coming out and yeah like like we said uh two episodes ago michael pittman and cd lamb are wide receiver ones in our opinion so you're taking just a slight hit and if you've already got jamar chase and justin jefferson as your wr one and two and then you just have uh you're going from cd to michael pittman in that flex spot um mm-hmm. it's kind of worth it for me just to get more of that 2023 um, action. Yeah, I, 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 Wayne, I agree with that. And I actually like that approach and, and going to still your answer. You, I think you keep Schultz here. I think you can trade Lamb in a second for Pittman in a first, right? And I, I feel like you're coming out ahead there. I do that uh, also. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe he bites on the name of CD Lamb. But so, sorry to take yeah. your question and manipulate it into no, a, no, a better argument, but I mean, that's, that's kind of back. Yeah, if you're no, a contender, if you're a contender, don't touch your team for for draft capital. Yeah, yeah. Dalton Schultz is going to be a monster. Take it from a Cowboys fan. Um, I I, th- I think this one is kind of a layup, but I'm gonna throw it out there anyway. Uh, K Buns three eleven, and maybe he just needs a little confirmation. Uh, it's a PPR league, twelve team. He's giving up Chase Claypool and Alexander Madison. He's getting Spiller in a 2023 first. It'll be early to mid. Wayne, what are you doing? Claypool and Madison for Spiller in a 2023 one early to mid. 
Goni, while he marinated. Man, yeah, no, look at this. I'm, you I'm said, taking the spiller side. Yeah, you I'm, said it was a layup. You said it was a layup. And a, but now, now that I'm thinking about it, Dalvin Cook is in the middle of a contract, so Madison isn't going to be relevant for a while, and neither is Chase Claypool. So uh, I'll see what you're saying. I, I, was, I was mulling over. I was like, where is Dalvin, Con- Dalvin Cook in his contract? And he's literally smack dab in a five-year right now, right? Am I, am I remembering that correctly? Uh, he, yeah, yeah, he's smack dab or he's on the back end. I can't remember. It, it's yeah, he's like year three, or four, or something like that. Let me let me look it up. Let me look it up. Well, while he's doing that, I'm I'm taking the Spiller side on that. Spiller went to the Chargers, correct? Yes. Yeah. So he he to me projects to be Austin Eckler Jr. Austin Eckler light, just with his his size and frame and his skill set. Um. I think that you get him. Eckler, I believe, is going into his age twenty-seven season this year. Yep, that's doesn't right. have you know he he doesn't have forever. Sometimes it takes a running back a couple of years to break into the league, anyways, especially at the running back position. So I mean, just the style of the offense of the Chargers. I like his ability, Spiller's ability to get receptions out of the backfield in the future. And you get a little piece of that draft next year, whether it's, you know, mid to late in the round, you, you got a piece. I don't I don't really love Claypool or Madison. Like we mentioned before on a previous podcast, Claypool is has been a disappointment and I'm happy that he doesn't have a big enough name for me to want to hang on to him. He, and I, I looked it up. He is Dalvin Cook is a Viking until 2026. So Alexander Oof. Madison is a pure injury play. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's slam dunk the uh, Spiller in 2023 first. Yeah, absolute slam dunk, man. Uh, I mean, I, if I th- I'm a big believer, and if a wide receiver doesn't show talent and produce in his first two years in the league, the odds of him hitting later are very low. Mike Williams being the lone exception to that rule. So I haven't seen a, a ton of love from Claypool. Smash it, man. Smash and run. 12-team, half-point PPR. Do Community 62-12 says he's trading away Ramondre Stevenson and getting Kadarius Toney. Oh, man. Goni? Man, man, man. It's Homer. Are you giving away? (laughs) See, but the thing about this for me is Kadarius Toney has got everyone super hype. I'm, I'm probably sure that he's the one that sent this trade out to get Kadarius Tony because <laughs> everyone everyone absolutely fell in love with Tony when he put up the 200 yard game last year. Mm-hmm. The kid is a bonehead though. Who punches someone in the helmet with their bare hand? Okay. He's already getting into trouble. He plays in a loaded ridiculous Giants offense with plenty of wide receivers there. He might get traded, he might not. I know that you never know what you're going to get out of Patriots skill players, uh-huh. but I would I, I'd probably keep Ramondre, especially in a half point PPR. I think I would keep Ramondre. He he performed pretty well last year. He gained the trust of Bill Belichick in the offense, and even though he's going to split, we're the Patriots. I say we because I'm a Patriots fan. Patriots are going to look to be a run-first offense as Mac Jones continues to develop. So I'd stand pat on the Ramondre Stevenson side. Wayne? Same. And mm. it's it's tough because I 
my motto is never take a, a Patriots skill position player, but I it's the Giants, man. They're they're playing the flag on Danny Dimes, who doesn't throw dimes, and he's not even the first or second option in a dimeless offense. Um, I like <laughs> I like Mac Jones. Um, I like uh, I like Bill Belichick. Uh, let's be honest here. I mean, your your fantasy hopes and dreams is not uh, riding or dying on this trade here. But I'd just go ahead and and hold pat with the guy that doesn't punch people with helmets. Yeah, see, I'm going on the Tony side. Uh, I think from an athletic standpoint, he's leaps and bounds a better prospect than Andre. I don't like like, uh, the the Patriots' backfield at all. Uh, You know, the Patriots drafted Pierre Strong this year. They seem to draft a couple running backs late rounds every year. Tony's an absolute slobberhead, man. He's a slobberhead, but he's talented. (laughs) I think I'm just going to run with the talent. I'm going to stash and and just hope he gets it together. It's running backs, though, man. It's running backs are at a premium. You got premium. You, you got to go with the running back. If, if the receiver sucks point, and the running back sucks, you got to take who sucks. Like you got to take the better who position. Who sucks at a more premium position? Yeah, yeah. Give me give me the running back. Tony's a yak guy, man. And I, and and, I, and the I, Patriots yeah. run the ball in the red oh, wow. zone. They run sure the they, ball in the red zone. Sure they do. You just don't know who's going to carry it. They have about five backs on the roster right now. Who who could get it, man? Uh, it's it's probably going to be J.J. Taylor this year. And, yeah. and when Daniel Jones is throwing it, you don't know who's going to catch it. I mean, what what's, <laughs> what are we time, comparing? Half here? the time it ain't a giant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like Tony, man. I, I think he's a better long-term prospect than, than Ramondre. I think once Ramondre runs his rookie deal up in New England, he's he, he's done. He doesn't. He's just not overly athletic. What does he do really well? Bro, I promise he's you. He's a bruiser, man. Kadarius he's six foot Tony, 230. Because Kadarius Tony didn't go off for that 200-yard game, no one talks about him. No one talks about Aside him. Aside from punching people in the helmet, nobody talks about him. That's the, the only thing he'd be known for is punching <laughs> people in the helmet. Now they're like, oh, it's a guy that punches people in the helmet. But wait, he's got upside. He, dude, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. That guy's lit. Listen, <laughs> I watched him at Florida. Uh, you know, I'm here in Kentucky, SEC guy, man. Watched him at Florida. The guy's got elite talent, guy. He's elite. He just is a slobberhead. He uh, played at Florida, so I mean. Yeah. Uh, we had a question from Yarvi. PPR, so this is a quick hitter. Um, Wayne, Travis Etienne or Rashad Bateman? Uh, give me Etienne. I, I, I think he's going to be a volume guy. Give me the volume running backs over the possible volume receivers with the, in a non-passing offense. Half point or full point, Pegs? Full. Oh, get out of here! Oh, I'm man. taking ETN. No, no, no. Okay, I'm taking okay, ETN. Okay. If, if it was half point, I think I would take Bateman because I don't know if ETN's going to be a volume guy. I'm, I don't expect him to be necessarily. His first really? year back from the injury, I don't know if he's going to be a volume guy. They'll probably, for some reason, even though he tore his Achilles off, try and get James Robinson involved at least really? until it sh- he shows. Yeah, Dang. but I do expect him to eat out of the backfield in the receiving game. So I like his. I like his PPR receptions in the receiving game more than I like the tiny passing pie that uh, Rashad Bateman's going to be eating from. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Tiny, Min- like, like you remember? Uh, you remember those uh, little pizzas that you bring to work sometimes? 
Yeah, the little yeah, baby the pizzas. pizzas. That is a yeah. Rashad Bateman pizza. Yes, it and is. And I feel like uh, I feel like uh, Etienne is going to get one of those Giovanni's bangers. Yeah, well, it's it's basically like you know you take a biscuit and then you punch it and flatten it. That's how big the pie is right there. Uh, for okay, yeah, I guess that. See, thank you for clearing that up for the people that don't. Uh, a visual representation of of what you're getting into with take, the Ravens passing game. And take for the for Etienne, what I'm thinking is like. You ever seen somebody like throwing the uh, pizza dough in the air, like it's a nina mama boy. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's the pie that that Etienne I feel like is going to get a piece a piece of. All right, I'm hungry. Real KD two, and this is probably my favorite question so far. Goni, I'll start with you. Yep. He has an RB needy team. He needs running backs. Goni hates running backs. He's got the 1.03. What should he do with it, man? Oh, what's the move? Oh, it, it and let's have specifics. Let let's help my man out. If if you're gonna move it, who are you moving it for? You are either moving back to acquire maybe a pick next year, something like that. The 103, you can probably get like a, a first rounder this year, and maybe one of the championship type guys, someone that won a 10, 11, 12, you might be able to snake their pick from them as well to have two picks. I don't think, I mean, obviously if Walker falls to you or Brees falls to you at three, which probably unlikely, but you can't draft James cook there. You can't draft any other running back there. That's way too high. You can try and send him off. If he's, do you know if he is a, contender aside from that or in a vacuum does not say vacuum does not say they're in a hoover they're in a hoover i, I mean no i'm i'm with you dude like a I, I like what you're going where you were going with that in that trade trade back get you a 10 11 and and get that james cook value back there but mm-hmm. also get you a little bit of a little bit of spice on the side get you somebody to help you now get you a uh, uh, a Leonard Fournette, maybe if if it's somebody that you know is loaded at running back and and doesn't plan on using him next year, obviously, see if you can see if somebody that maybe wants to get like a Drake London, Traylon Burks, like dying for that type of guy at the one hundred three trade back, get James, get the value um, of James Cook because that's really the only running back ish that you're looking at um, that might help you in the future. Um, and try and get a little piece to help you now because if you're running back needy, you, you just need to take what you can get. But I'd still try and trade back. That way you have a little bit of, um, a little bit of help that you can throw on the on and off the taxi squad in the meantime. As the, uh, I like to think of myself as the hypothetical trade czar of the three of us. Who says no to this? One point oh three for Clyde Edwards Hilaire and say a mid to late first round next year. Man, at first when you brought up uh, CEH, I was absolutely not. I'm not trading for CEH at all. But like, With it's a stopgap for now. I I don't love CEH by any means, but if you have to have someone because you're running back needy, it feels exactly what we're saying. You get someone for now, you have a first-round pick next year. Even I, who does not love CEH, I, I would take it. I would take that. 
So you're so you're saying you're you're out on this man trading back in this year's draft. You think I, he should just like forget it, get get somebody you know subpar and trade for next year's draft and just take uh, another year of beatings in the meantime. If he can do that, like if I'm if I'm making a priority list, that would that's what I what the go to was for me initially. But I mean, you can't always have that happen. So if I got this offer on the table for him, and this is also just, I'd rather pick from one of these other wide receivers before going for the CEH. Like I know sometimes you, you need running backs, you need a position, this or that. But at the same time, when they're not there, you got to take the best player available. You can, you can always trade wide receivers in the future for your positions of need. Take the guy that's going to give you the most points right off the bat. Is there is there any chance he moves a one point oh three for a guy say uh, say Saquon Barkley? Do you roll the dice? On you Saquon Sa- Barkley for a one point oh three. Ooh, You're me personally, the wrong two I don't. Guys, I hate Saquon. I, I hate him. I've been burned okay. by him too many times. I'm biased. You're asking the wrong guy. I, okay. I, I'm, just, I, I'm trying to establish. I'm trying to establish a, kind of a fair market value of a current player. For the 1.03, say Josh Jacobs for 1.03. Oh, I would love to have that. I just don't think that's feasible. All right, I right, we got we have just a couple more here. Lone Bengals says he's in a dynasty. It's a 14 team PPR. Whoa, Slim Pickens, 14 team yeah, Slim Pickens. He's giving away Nick Chubb in a 2025 one. Hitting Travis Etienne. A lot of ETN questions. Getting Travis Etienne in a 2023 one. Wayne, you taking Nick Chubb in a 2025 or you taking ETN in a 2023 one? Oh, man, I'm high. I love Nick Chubb. You love Nick Chubb, Nick buddy. Chubb is an incredible, incredible running back. I, I'm in – I disagree with Goni in that I I don't think James Robinson is going to be a big part of that Jags running game. Um, and I, again, again, I think the 2023 draft class is great. I think you overall you you gotta if you want to just break it down as basic as you possibly can. The hit that you're going to take going from Nick Chubb to Etienne. Plus, adding whoever you can get in the 2023 first, which I think is going to be solid. I think you're net positive if you trade away Nick Chubb. And that that is not that is not an easy answer for me because I think Nick Chubb is phenomenal. Donnie? Man, dude's trading away 2025 picks. Love it. That's absolutely something I would be doing. Uh, I didn't even put that I mean, out because you don't know who – I know, I know, I know. I just that. find it crazy that he has to give up Chubb and a future first for ETN and a first as well. It's the 2023 hype. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I the mean, hype if you is have real so far. It, it it's really all about. Again, it goes. It comes down to roster construction. If you want to get younger. It's it's the ETN side. It's the ETN side and the first round pick next year, or just just for like a little added bonus as well. Do a little bit of homework and research on it. See where this guy is going to project 
to see where that 2023 is going to be. And then, like I've, I've mentioned before on previous podcasts, I look at my own dynasty team in three-year windows. Where do you think, where do you project yourself to be in three years when we get to 2025? If you if your team is eroding, you have, this is like your championship window, your, your last chance because you got a bunch of old guys that are getting ready to fall off a cliff. You might have the number one pick in 2025, and you're not going to like that you gave it away, especially if ETN doesn't pan out. So I'd do some homework on it. I'd assess the situation in a vacuum if all of them were medium picks. I'm probably going to go ahead and take the ETN and 23 one side. Yeah. I'm I'm on the ETN side as well, but I'm a little lower on Nick Chubb. Plus, man, are all the slobberheads in your league still going to be hanging around by 2025? Right. That too. Also got to factor that in. But yeah, I think I think you take the ETN side. We're all in agreement there. Um, okay, we got two more. Uh, my diet, Doctor Kelp, said is a 12 team full PPR league. He has to cut two of the following: Raheem Mostert, Khalil Herbert. Amari Rogers, Cedric Wilson, or Kyle Phillips, who, as a refresher, is a rookie uh, out of UCLA. He was a fifth-round pick by the Titans. You have to cut two of Raheem Mostert, Khalil Herbert, Amari Rogers, Cedric Wilson, Kyle Phillips. Wayne, who are the two that you're cutting? Um, I think right off the bat, the one, uh, if I'm just – throwing a dart at one of them i think it's gonna be khalil herbert right now Ooh, mm. that's my that's, that's my keeper He's, that's the one i would keep personally why? uh well i mean he played i mean he the action he got last year man he he ate uh when david montgomery was out for a few games he's proven yeah, exactly he's injury I, dependent i think yeah he's a handcuff that's called a handcuff man i'm just thank you no problem. That's what we do here at the Mad or Mad Fantasy Football don't, Podcast. Don't lie. He's pulling his darts out of the dartboard. Who are you cutting here? Amari Rogers and and Kyle Phillips is it's and it's easy for me. It's not even Kyle close, Phillips bro. was my other one, but Amari Rogers really, dude. When he said Kyle Phillips, I had the Conor McGregor like, who the blank is that guy? Yeah, I'm glad I he just, said. For those of you that don't know who Kyle Phillips is, because I was like, that's me. Yeah, a hundred percent. Kyle Phillips has zero notoriety. I, I, I hate the passing attack in the Titans' offense, anyways. Amari Rogers, I don't know, man. We haven't. He's not even like brought up in the passing attack for Green Bay at all. Yeah, we, but, we talk about all yeah, these but, other guys, but they lost several people and therefore can be brought up now. Yeah, plus... Cool, plus, man. I mean... Rogers, Rogers. You know, I mean, Amari doesn't... Look, Aaron Rodgers hates rookies. It, it's well known. He's, okay. he's not a rookie anymore. Therefore, he can start catching passes, right? Oh, he's allowed now. Gotcha. He's allowed who's, now. who's the other one? Cedric Wilson. I, I, Cedric I, don't know. Wilson. I think Cedric Wilson's going to be okay this year. He's not playing for Dallas. Khalil Herbert, Raheem Mostert, and Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips out. I, yeah, I mean, I'm keeping Raheem Mostert. I yeah, I'm keeping Raheem too. Yeah, Khalil. Uh, you all look no, at me. No, Khalil, 100%. No, no, no. The upside no, is, is looking, too you're... large. No, wow. you're... Okay, now that we said the names again, uh, Khalil Herbert. I you're think wild. They, they don't have any. Uh, Amar... 
Rodgers has got to get he's got to get some work. He has to. There's no other option. So, so, so you're going. You're you'd rather have a wide receiver that has potent like zero potential. He well, he has the potential to put up zero. Is what I'm trying to say. You're <laughs> looking for him to get an opportunity rather than the running back, the premium position, who has shown that he can do it. Just needs the opportunities. Wow. So one one getting the opportunity, not doing anything. The other one, no opportunity, can do all the things. Listen. I brought up Khalil Herbert's game log. Yeah. Me it, too. Mind has changed. Me too. My Continue. mind has not changed. Wow. He is useless if David Montgomery is in the game. If. Four attempts, one I attempt, know, four attempts, four attempts, one attempt, zero attempt, two, two, four. Okay. Useless okay. as no, no, no. tits on Let a board a hog. Let me ask you a question. If Alexander Madison or Tony Pollard or Kareem Hunt were in that, maybe not Kareem Hunt because he's a little higher than the rest of them, but if any of those other guys were interchangeable with Khalil Herbert, would you be saying the same thing? No, he wouldn't be. No, they're, no. Better. they're better than he is. So Why are they better? Because you have a larger sample size. Yeah. yeah. Look. You're, okay. You're, and? It's just more years in the league having the same role in, a diff- in the offense. You're keeping 30-year-old Raheem Mostert in that Miami backfield? Over yeah, I am. I am also. Over Khalil Herbert. I'm with him on that. No, over. not over Herbert. No, no, no. Yeah, I already I said I got my tip. He's going to cut uh, Listen, listen, user. Who's this guy? Diet Dr. Kelp? Is this Diet Dr. Kelp? Yeah. All right. I like your username, by the way, man. Um, I think we're all in agreement. Kyle Phillips. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hit the cut button on him. I, it's I, not Khalil Herbert, but. Dr. Kelly. It's not Khalil Herbert. Herbert. Anybody else. We've all we've got three. We've got we've got a three way. You're cutting Raheem Mostert. You're cutting Rogers. I'm cutting Khalil Herbert. That's ludicrous. But you all but I guess we'll take Herbert off the board because they're absolutely dogging me two away from that one. And if I'm cutting another one that's not Herbert, it's Mostert or Rogers. Who are you cut? You cut the thirty-year-old who has paper mache ACLs. It's tied together with super glue uh, and rubber. I'm cutting most, bro. He's that's a crowded he's, backfield. He's not in. Uh, he's not in San Fran anymore. He's not getting hurt third. this year, boys. It's it's just a crowded backfield. It's a very he's crowded third. backfield. And he's thirty. Did I mention he's thirty? He's too still old. Fast. Still but, fast. But if you still wanted to cut Khalil Herbert, it's okay. You won't regret it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Don't do that. I had, I had, I had lied. Do no, I don't do it. <laughs> I had <lied. laughs> the third one. Uh, we we actually now have two more. The quick one. Booyah sixteen. Booyah. Booyah. Booyah sixteen. Do it. Are you giving away Saquon Barkley or Cam Akers? Yes, Saquon Barkley. For twenty twenty three first. Which one are you trading away for the pick? Saquon. The... Saquon Barkley. Goni. Saquon, Saquon as well. I mean, that's oh, he hates it. Wild, hates it. That's wild. Listen, yeah, you're trading away Cam Akers here a hundred times out of a hundred. Bouillon, let me tell you, he tore his Achilles, and nobody in NFL history comes back from a torn Achilles ever. Bro, he's 22 years old. He plays in a great offense. He is going to be the number one running back in this great offense. He can break the mold. 
you're not willing to pay you're not willing to take the shot on it do you really think saquon barkley is that much of an upgrade from He's, and, he, and saquon barkley has literally torn and shredded every other ligament in his entire like for some reason he's got the most massive legs and the ligaments holding them together are, are weak he's he he's Hey, he sucks. We've already covered. We've covered him, man. His yards per rush is garbage. He's got the worst yards per rush on the New York Giants out of Listen, that entire running back committee. Saquon is going to get if he's healthy. Now, there's a caveat there. He's never going to be healthy. Okay, so it's not going to happen. But you're talking all a ton of volume that can make. If they were both healthy, healthy, Saquon is going to get double the volume that Cam Akers would get in New York. Disagree. Disagree he, also. He gets so much more receiving work than Cam Akers, and it's not close. So much more. Yeah, he gets the receiving work, but but guess what, man? You know how many more scoring opportunities Cam Akers is, is going to have over Saquon and that offense? Their offensive line is trash. Their quarterback this, is trash. This is a pointless argument because Saquon Barkley is 110% not going to be healthy this year. Yeah. Absolutely. Diet Dr. Kelp, don't don't cut Khalil Herbert, by the way. Don't don't do it. You're 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 trading <laughs> and you're keeping Saquon, by the way. Okay, last one. Les Juan Bronson says it's a twelve team super flex. That's important here. Half point PPR. And for our viewers, super flex, meaning you could play a quarterback in your flex spot. This is a dynasty. He's giving away Tom Brady, TJ Hawkinson, and Devontae Adams to get Joe Burrow. He wants to know, is this about right? If not, how would you make the trade fair? Did did you did you cut off after you said Joe Burrow? Did you were you did was there somebody else that he was getting? Yeah, did he get muted or something in between? That he you had just, to just him. Joe Burrow. He had to Hawk Devonte Adams and Tom Brady for Joe Burrow and who? That's it. End of list. It's end of list, brother. Brother, you're getting swindled, my guy. He, this guy is absolutely trying to talk up Joe Burrow and call your team old and falling off. Unless, unless you've got Tom Brady, Hawkinson, Devonte Adams, and like <laughs> Khalil Herbert or somebody. Then you just need to hang on to your assets on that one. I don't care that they're thirty years old. I mean, well, Tom Brady's fifty-seven, but you know you're not. He's still going to play for ten years, ten more years. Devonte? No, Tom Brady. Tom Brady? Yeah, it's possible. Uh, just make sure that uh, you um, cut Khalil Herbert. You get Devonte <laughs> Adams. I j- you can't. You can't. Get rid of Devonte Adams, man. I mean, don't do that, by the way. <laughs> so it, how do you? Okay, so if the trade's unfair, who would you package with Joe Burrow to make it even, hypothetically? Um, either a, a uh, another quarterback. Really? Superflex. Monta and Hawk together probably worth what? Trey Lance to you? Is who? That's fair. Adams and Adams Hawk and Hawk was that word Trey Lance and a superflex. Um, I mean, I would try and still move Brady, to be honest with you, or I would do, or it's I would a preseason do, trade. So to, this, whoever's trading for him is trying to win a championship this year and Tom Brady's going to go nuts this year. So Adams, Hawk and, and two firsts. 
So you're getting Burrow in two first for Brady, Devontae Adams, and Hawkinson? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying I w- I'm saying I would take Brady out, keep Brady on the team this year, and then see if he'll bite on Adams, Hawkinson, and then I'd throw in a first or two. Obviously, you're going to start with the first. You're not going to say, hey, hey, here's all my stuff. Mm. Beat me up. Take yeah. it from me. Hey, if if you don't if if you're just trying to get younger, if you're not competitive this year, really or next year, and you are giving up somebody like Devontae Adams and T.J. Hawkinson, and you're because again, if somebody's asking for Tom Brady in the trade, then they are going they're in win now mode. Then they and they're already willing to get rid of Joe Burrow. They need to be giving you um, either a top wide receiver to replace Devontae because TJ Hawkinson is a top tight end. So I think you should either get Joe Burrow and there. I wish I, man, we need to ask for more information as the, as the, as the trades are uh, present. I think Burrow and Deandre Swift for those three players makes this a pretty even trade. What say you gentlemen? (sighs) Our running back five, if you guys recall. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he gets that. I don't think he gets that. I don't here's think here's he... what I do. Here's what I would do. Let me let me bounce this one off y'all. Tom Brady, Devontae Adams, T.J. Hawkinson for uh, a Joe Burrow, Mike Williams ish player. No. You're willing to throw DeAndre Swift in there, but not a back end. WR one, oh, I forgot you were you were all over. Yeah, my I, I mean, I mean Goni's going to say yes. I mean, he thinks the the way that I see this though, boys, is if he has if he has Tom Brady, Devontae Adams, and who was the third Hawkinson. Hawkinson. See, to me, just from my point of view on it, is that he has had a contending team and that he's trying to get younger now. Yeah, he's so blown. this is something that. I like to do as well. Wayne and I kind of did it in our dynasty where you pick out the not so good teams and you sell them your aging assets or the guys you don't believe in anymore for their younger talent and or picks. So I think that if he was to send away, that's why I would include these picks for me. I would include the future picks. If he if he's a contender, I think he's a contender, and I think he's sending away his old aging guys and is going to try and capitalize on a Joe Burrow. So send away Adams, send away Hawkinson, see if he'll take any picks if you are willing to part with those. Worst case scenario, you have a single year with Joe Burrow and Tom Brady, and then you have – Say Tom Brady retires next year, whatever. You have your franchise quarterback still with Joe Burrow. I, I think I think Joe the Joe Burrow side should throw in picks and then he should be fine. I just I don't want you to be I don't I don't want this guy trying to undersell you. Uh Devontae Adams, he's not gonna be good anymore because Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing on the ball. Devontae Adams is gonna be a stud. Don't don't let that man undersell you. I I if I were you and I'm making that trade. I, I I would take Tom Brady out if you can and get him to throw in a first. I think Joe Burrow in a first for Devontae Adams and Hawk. There I you think, go. 
I think that's about it. Mad Mob, we've spoken. Thanks for uh, thanks for the questions. Thanks for submitting them. Wayne, it's been real being a host. Uh, I'm glad we got to hear your genius now. Usually you're stuck doing hosting, but uh, you can you can have it back, brother. Uh, Sunday, the meat and potatoes shows. You got the Q and A's. It's all you. Mm, from here on out, just remember, don't cut Khalil Herbert. And Do not uh, cut Khalil it Herbert. was good answering questions for you guys. Mad Mob, I'm gonna end this out. You know the best thing. See, uh, we're gonna take you behind the scenes, Mad Mob. I am the editor here. Yeah, don't I, cut Khalil Herbert. I do all the recording and splicing and editing and all that. So Goni's sitting here in a futile attempt to get the last word in, but it's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's impossible. I do the video recording. I'll put. I a, could just talk while he's talking. Don't cut Khalil Herbert. I, I guess. I guess. He'll don't s- cut him. I guess he'll see how don't this is going to happen. You don't want to do it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on. Let me mute his mic on the recording software. Cut Khalil Herbert. You're gonna cut him, cut him, cut him. What was that, Goni? I can't, I can't hear you. It's not picking up your audio. It's not picking up your. Cut Khalil Herbert. I think that's what he said. All right, Mad Bob, we are out.